We are the number one podcast for self-empowerment, the go-to podcast for people that are tired of living as a lesser version of themselves and who are ready to make a change in their lives and those around them. If you're tired of kneecapping your growth and settling for less than you know you deserve, this is the podcast for you. We are way too spicy, and this is the Success System Podcast. It's about how you posture yourself. It's not really about what you say. It's about how you say it. Mm-hmm. It's about are you going to stand on it or not? Yeah. Right? So once you understand how to stand on it, once you understand how to stand on your rights as a consumer and understand that you have rights as a consumer, I mean, they really can't play with you no more. Yeah. They can't play with you no more. And We're so just so used to letting people play with us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's because of lack of information 100%. more than anything, right? Like if you don't know the rules of the game, how can you play it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was but you got to play the game to learn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So would you say, like, the starting point is to go to these documents, or how would you get me, like, for me to start educating myself if I want to be a self-starter educator? Absolutely. So you want to understand the laws, yep. the Fair Credit Reporting Act, mm-hmm. the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. You want to order these books, and they're free. Okay. Right? You could mm-hmm. order on Amazon for a couple dollars, but for the most part, they can, you can, I'm not sure the website right now. I think you can get it from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, but they'll literally send you a free Fair Credit Reporting Act and you can read it and you can start to understand the laws so you can identify where the laws were violated. So you can take that law, put it in a, in an affidavit, right? You can put it in an affidavit and then you can assert yourself properly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's a process within itself, but I'm going to be honest with you, in and this is one of my biggest things and why I kind of like skipped around um, college and school because people always try to overcomplicate, simplify things. Yeah. yeah. And I never, I never was with that. Mm-hmm. Right. I never was with that. I've always been an autodidact, which means I'm a self learner. Right. I don't like when people over, overcomplicate, simplify concepts. You have to learn the law, put it on paper, assert it and send it out and, and submit it to the CFPB. It's not no magic tricks. Mm-hmm. There's no magic tricks to it. Right. Yeah. No, I don't. Let's not overcomplicate it. It's really that simple. And then stand on your business. Stand on what you said you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm getting this de- this collection removed because you violated my rights and you can't validate it. I'm standing on that. You still yeah. haven't validated it. Yeah. Don't give me a stack of statements saying that. Oh, this is it. Where's my signature at? <laughs> Where's my signature at? Were you there for this transaction? Mm-hmm. So we don't have a witness in the law. There's a place where it says you need to have you need to somebody needs to witness this firsthand. Bring Capital One to me. Capital One, where, where's Capital One at? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a it's an entity. They can't come. They have to send a representative that doesn't have firsthand knowledge. Come on, get out my face. <laughs> We're not doing this right now. Get that collection off of my credit report. Yeah. Right? And sometimes you don't even have to go through all that because they already know they're playing. But they, but but 98% of the population isn't going to stand on their business and they're not going to have the information. They know this. Yep. Almost everything in this world, right, everything on this world literally works off of your lack of information, your lack of love for yourself, right, and then your lack of resources, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have access to certain information, Right. If you don't have access to, um, you know, positive role models or self-confidence or whatever. Right. People can play with you. Yeah. That's how industries are built off of 
you not knowing something. That's how industries are built. Mm -hmm. You not loving yourself. That's how industries are built. Entire industries are built off this, right? So once you learn certain information, you just simply have to assert yourself and stop letting these people play with you. Got to stop letting these people play with you. A whole word right there. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. I know we've been talking a lot on the credit repair aspect mm -hmm. right now, but I know something else you mentioned you did when it comes to credit is the business finance, right? When it comes to entrepreneurs, yep. I know that that is a huge thing in today's day and age. We're seeing businesses pop up out of the woodworks. Like you said, we are in the age of AI. Yep. And if you don't have business at this point, you're basically the outlier, mm. right? So when people come to you and their regular credit's good, but they're looking to really jump into the business financing aspect. Is that a different type of play that you give them? Absolutely. That's a different type of play. So business funding stems from you first having good credit, right? You got to have solid credit, 680 or above, right? You want to have um, a certain amount of primary accounts, which means your own like accounts with your name, not trade lines, not authorized user accounts, right? Mm -hmm. You want to have a solid credit profile when you're going for for business funding, right? So all the clients that come to me for business funding, they have to have a certain profile already, mm. right? Or it's just, you know, we don't we don't work with you until, yeah. you know, you get your, your credit profile together or we yeah. send you somewhere to get your credit yeah. profile together. Yeah. And right? I, I'm just going to interject because yep. I'm going to be selfish here and ask for my own business, right? Yep. So is it, we have our partnership. Yep. So for as a partnership, do you only one person needs to have a profile or all three partners have to have a profile? Um, one, one, mm. pers one person could have a profile because one person could, you can use that one person to um, to secure funding for the business. So yep. the fund is going to be based on the personal credit profile, and then of course the age and the the setup of the entire business structure. Okay. Right. You want to make sure that you have your business in order. You want to have a separate phone number. You want to have a separate address. You want to have all these things in line. You want to make your company look like the biggest entity ever. Mm. Right. Your mm -hmm. small business. We don't want to call it that. You have a big business, yeah. right? Yeah. You yeah. want to make your business look like a big business. So that means it sh your mail shouldn't be coming to your personal, mm -hmm. right? And then, of course, there's outliers where, you know, you'll still get funding even if you have it set up like that. But for the most part, you want to you want to, you want to do that in the beginning. Yeah. You want to create complete separation between you and your company. Your company's over here and you're over here. Yeah. But when it's time to get credit for your company, they're going to look at you, the person who has good credit and good history, as the personal guarantor for the business because the business isn't old enough to really stand on its own two feet yet, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you, you know, do something else, which is called an age corporation where the company's been around for a long time. That's a whole different podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, for the most part, your business funding is going to be based on your personal credit. And one of the beauties of it is once you get funding for your business and they run your personal credit, you get an inquiry on your personal credit, but the money doesn't come or show up on your personal credit. So it doesn't affect your DTI, your mm -hmm. debt to income ratio, ah, right? Mm -hmm. So when you get business funding from say American express or whatever bank, right. Or wherever you get it from, the funding doesn't show up on your personal side. So you know how utilization hurts you on the personal side. Yeah. Like if you have a $10,000 credit card and you use $9,000 of it, your credit score drops. Yep. On the business side, if you have a $10,000 credit card and you use $9,000, nothing happens to your personal credit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's tied to the business. It's tied, it's tied to the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the way business credit works, your business isn't, isn't necessarily getting judged by the utilization. As a matter of fact, they actually champion that. They want you to use as much money as possible. Why? Because of interest and because of just, okay, they're actually using the money. Yeah. Right? Yep. So that's one of the beauty, beauties of business credit. It's 
separate from you, right? It's separate from you. If you default on it, the fact that you are a personal guarantor, if you default on paying this money back, it can hurt you because you personal guaranteed it. But if you take care of it like the responsible business owner that you are, yeah. right, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to benefit you, right? Yeah. If it's a credit card, it's revolving. You can use that money over and over again. You pay it off, use it again, pay it off, use it again, pay it off, use it again. So it's a, it's a good process. And like yeah. I said in the beginning, access to capital. Yeah. Yeah. Gives you access to capital. Yeah. And that's one of the big reasons why businesses fail is because they don't have access to capital Huge. or cash. enough cash flow mm-hmm. in the business to keep it running. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk about the inquiries, right? Because you say you the business owner takes on the inquiries on their own personal account, mm-hmm. but the um, the amount that they get bought, they get loaned, doesn't show up on their personal. Yep. Um, I know having a good a lot of inquiries is a bad thing, right, Absolutely. for your credit. So do you encourage these business owners to go in and remove the inquiries? Or, I heard this thing, circle back within 30 days to get another inquiry from the same lender, and it doesn't count as... That's that's one thing. Okay. But inquiries can get removed the day after you apply for something. Remember, so hmm. you apply for a business account. You apply for a business credit card from... American Express or whatever, the inquiry is going to hit your credit report. But the next day, you can call the credit bureaus and say, hey, I see an unauthorized inquiry on my credit report. Mm. Right? <laughs> and somebody will say, oh, that's fraud. Everything the credit bureaus do is fraud. <laughs> yeah. Y'all heard the man. You didn't do it. <laughs> Everything that the credit bureaus do, and they're not even bureaus, right? The consumer reporting agencies, because they put bureau in their name, to give them some type of status. Yep. They're not bureaus because they're not even federally backed, mm. right? Mm-hmm. They're not bureaus. The only bureau we know is the FBI, right, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Everything that the consumer reporting agency do is fraud. They're literally gathering your information without your consent. Can I take your information and start putting it on a report all over the country? Can I do that? You're going to call me a scam artist. Yeah. Yep. You're going to call me a scam artist if I do that. And that's what they are. They're scamming. Big scamming. The yep. biggest. The biggest. But it's right under our nose. It benefits the banks because they're now they, they're tied in with the banks because now they can give you higher interest. Mm-hmm. Right? But come on, man. We know what's going on out here. Yeah. It's a game you know, like you it's said. A, it's a yeah. game. Yeah. It's a game. And once you learn how to play, you don't even take it personal no more. Yeah. You just play it with, I'll play it with you. Yep. Cool. The game of life. Yep. I'll play, I'll play <laughs> it with you. It is what it is. I'll play it with you. Dang. I'll play it with you. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can get the inquiries removed the next day when it comes to business credit. Right? The only time you don't want to try to remove inquiries is if it's, like, on the personal side and you actually got approved for the credit card. There's some companies that will, um, it can hurt you because you actually got approved for this credit card. We can see that you got approved for this credit card. Yeah. And now you're disputing the inquiry. Yeah, but you, we see it's tied to an open account. You know what? We're gonna shut that account down. Ooh, it's possible. I've seen it happen. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't always happen. There's there's outliers, of course, yep. but for the most part, I've seen that happen. But on the business side, you're gonna get an inquiry that is not tied to an open account on your personal credit report because it's on the business side. So mm-hmm. they just see an inquiry with no account attached to it. Mm-hmm. So sure, it is fraud. You're right. Remove it, and you can do that the next day. So, yeah, we run your credit to get you business funding five, six, seven times. You have five inquiries, but we get all those inquiries removed yeah. by us doing it or just showing you how to do it and asserting yourself. Okay. Right? Yeah. So now you have 
100000 $150,000 of business funding, right, that's not even showing up on your personal side. That money's as good as cash. I love that. And people Man. say, oh, but you got to pay it back. When were you going to stop? You were going to stop moving? <laughs> right? It takes money to make money. It takes yeah, money to yeah, make money. Yeah, so yeah. were you planning on that? That was your last $100,000 that you were going to ever touch in your life? Or are you going to keep moving? Of course you're going to pay it back because you're going to keep making money, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you're in business, to keep making money. So, yeah, you used hundred k, but you are putting it into an asset that's going to generate income. Mm-hmm. You're, not just, yeah. you're not just taking the money and just blowing it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I, I love that because I, I did go to school for accounting and finance. And one yep. of the biggest things you learn is that it's good to have debt, right? Good but you got to use it right and use right. it correctly. It's just most people don't use that debt correctly. Exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. And I think exactly. we're also taught, especially in the black community from a young age, right? Oh, you don't want any debt. You don't want right. any credit cards. Right. Stay away from that because it'll mess you up. And it's like, no, it's a good thing. You just got to learn how to use it. How to use debt. Yeah. How to use debt. Apple has billions and billions of dollars in debt. Yep. But they also have a ton of cash, too, mm-hmm. right? Just set it. Like, the leverage is the key to freedom. You have to know how to use leverage, whether that be money, right? I tell people all the time, there's, there's a couple different types of leverage. So you have other people's money, right? And then you have OPE, which is other people's experiences, mm-hmm. right? Leverage in other people's experiences. I don't have to go and touch the stove to know that the stove is hot. That's, yeah. o, that's an example of OPE. Leveraging other people's experiences, right? So you have OPM, then you have OPE. Leveraging other people's experiences. So once you understand that, it's like, okay, I can move accordingly. I can leverage other people's money, and I can also leverage other people's experiences. And that's what you guys are doing here with your mm-hmm. podcast, where you're sharing your experiences. So mm-hmm. you know, people don't have to run into the same mistakes, or they can learn from you, so they don't have to. They don't. They don't have to know that. They don't have to touch the stove to know that it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, you know, you said at the beginning, right, there's a lot of wisdom there, right? We got that wisdom from other people's experience. I love That's it. just what it is, right? right? Like, we learned, I learned through reading a lot of autobiographies, other people's lives, and they tell me about mistakes that I can avoid, and I avoid right. them, right? But you also kind of go through them to kind of understand them, too. It's like, ah, okay, that's what they were saying when they right. said that, right? right? And that gives you a level of understanding more than anything. I love it. So tell the people, what do you do? So you said you started your credit um, repair business. That's one of your businesses. But what else does the mogul do? The mogul. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, So I I invest in real estate. I'm a long-distance investor, though. So I don't invest in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a a, a portfolio in Toledo, Ohio. Um, I was actually put on by one of my cousins Mm. who was invested in Ohio back in, like, 2019, 2018. And, um, you know, he saw me running my business. He knew that I was, you know, he knew that I was making some money. He was just like, yo, cuz, look, if you got this cash, you know, I'm going to show you where to put it, right? And I was like, where? What you talking about? He was like, look, Toledo, you already know I'm out there, right? He showed me how to um, analyze the market, analyze what's going on, how to, you know, purchase these property. He, he, you know, he showed me the contracts that I needed. He showed me how to make the relationships with um, the wholesalers that were in Toledo, um, he really he really showed me the whole game, right? Shout out to Big Cuz, man, Cat. Um, he showed me the whole game on how to invest um, out of state. And um, once he showed it to me, I bought my first investment property in December um, 2020. Mm-hmm. Bought my first investment property in Toledo for about $18,000 um, in, in, in 2020. That property... 
is now worth, you know, close to $100,000. I put about $10,000 into it. The market's extremely different out there, right? Yep. So the numbers yeah. the numbers are lower, but their appreciation is faster and higher, yep. right? So um, I bought my first one in 2020. Then I bought my second one in, like, January 2021. And then um, I took a break. You know, I was dealing with some things. And then, um, you know, in 2022, this past year, I bought a lot. <laughs> I bought a lot of rental properties. I bought a lot of rental properties. Um, close to, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, more than fifteen, less than thirty. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I bought, Let your imagination do the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, bought, I got. I bought more than fifteen and less than in less than thirty. So, yep. um, that's that's where I'm at with it now. And you know, a lot of that is just cash flow. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is you know getting the right tenants in these properties. Right, mm-hmm. some of the properties I bought with tenants in them. Which is a headache, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. because you're dealing with you know you're dealing with people that are used to how the old landlord yep. you know operated and things like that. You're dealing with everything that you deal with as a landlord. You're dealing with tenant issues. You're dealing with you know having and trying to find the right property manager. I've been through all those. I've yeah. been through all those ups and downs, and I'm still going through some of those ups mm-hmm. and downs as mm-hmm. well, right? And being far away yeah. is a challenge yeah. as well, mm-hmm. right? That's a whole challenge challenge within itself. Yeah. But other than that, it's it's to me, it's about learning. There's no losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all just lessons. Yes. 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 Right? There's, there's no losses in this game. It's all lessons. Yep. You might get beat up and everything like that, but you live to see another day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You live to see another day. So, yes, I've had a ton of headaches, but the amount of experience and what I've learned traveling to another state, um, Toledo, you know, Ohio, just parts of the Midwest, um, they make our ghettos look like luxury. <laughs> no, seriously. Wow. Yeah, that's and that's no shade to the yeah. people out there. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's just different yeah, areas of the country. Different yeah. areas of the country. The yeah. Midwest yeah. is a different level of, you know, poverty. It's a different mm-hmm. level of just, you know, it's just, just a different level of ghetto. And, yeah. and and I love the people out there. Um, like I said, you have different areas, of course. But, um, you know, it's just it just changes your mindset, yeah. right? And it, and it makes you grateful and humble, yeah. you know, to be from, you know, where you're from, to yep. be from Boston, to, to be from a heavily resourced state. Yep. Mm-hmm. You see the complete difference. Yep. Yeah. We yep. are spoiled brats, and I'm just going to say that. Oh, here. I agree with you. Coming from Massachusetts, coming from Boston, we're spoiled. Yeah, and we don't even know it. We don't yeah. even know it yeah. because we're just so used to being able to go down and just get benefits and do this and yeah. do that. Like, yeah. we're spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got malls all over the place. We have a transportation a transportation system that could take us from this part of town to the whole other part of town. Like we are spoiled. We can hop on the orange line and get to the other side of the side of the state. We can get on the commuter rail and get to the other side of the state. We have a solid education system to say the least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, you don't sure. think you do until you go to other states and you're like, Oh shoot. Whoa. Yeah. We might be onto something. In Boston. Yeah. Boston's yeah. a pioneer anyway. Yeah. Boston's a pioneer city. We have the first public school. Right, we have the first transportation system. Right, we have the, you know the top universities and colleges in the world, not the state, the world. And, you know, so we come from a heavily resourced place. So when you go to other places, trust me, there is a competitive advantage coming from a place like Boston, yeah. Yeah. coming from the place like Boston, and you will see that once you go to other places. You know, and you you'll see where the information gap. There's information gap. Yep. Right, and you're like, oh shoot. You know, we were taught this early, and they're still kind of trying to figure this out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. be be grateful. In other words, yeah. be grateful that yeah. you're from Boston. I yeah. promise you. Yeah. You're yeah. from this side of the 
side of the planet. You could have been anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, I had a question for you because, yep. you know, it sounded like it was not all sunshine and rainbows, right? Absolutely More than not. anything. But you still took on those challenges that came um, yeah. to you. How did you kind of go about taking on those challenges and making sure they, you know, like you said, there's always lessons right, um, right. and making sure they don't really bog you down and like say, hey, I'm going to just stop. Like, oh, this is too hard. I'm just going to give up. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it really comes from understanding that, you know, that pressure makes diamonds. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. pressure makes diamond. If, if I know for a fact that if it wasn't hard, then it really wasn't gonna change me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yep. gonna mold me. Yep. Right. So I was. I, w- I welcomed all the challenges. I was open armed to bring them. Yes. I was cool with that. You know what I mean? Of course, I wanted to. You know, calculate my risk. I didn't want to just jump in head first and get and get and get um and get hurt or anything like that. But I understood that this is just a this is just a real estate game. I dealt with contractors. Flaking on me. I've dealt with contractors taking my money and not doing the work. Wow. Right? Contractors. Mm-hmm. Contractors are some, they could be your biggest asset or your biggest liability. Be careful in the real estate game with contractors. Yep. Right? So, you know, when I did get beat up by contractors, one time I got beat by contractors, I talked to other real estate investors who were heavy in the game. And I'm like, yo, some contractors burned me. And they're just like, Welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Welcome to the party. Like, it's <laughs> part of the game. It's a part of it. Yo, yeah. You got your stripes. You're going to get burned. You're mm-hmm. going to get burned in this business every now and then. And it happens. Yeah. So, you know, I was OPE, right? Other people's experiences, yep. right? I was leveraging other people's experiences. So I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really, you know, hurt by the challenges like that. I wasn't scared of the challenges like that because I was like, okay. This is just a part of it. This is going to come with it. Let me learn from it yep. and move forward. Put systems in place, yep. right? Put systems in place that could prevent me from going through this again. Mm. And, um, you know, that's where I'm at now. Still implementing systems, still learning, yeah. of course, because that's one thing. Like, I'm, I'm going to be a never stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all know that. Yeah, yeah. Never stop learning. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where it's, I was. I was open to the challenge. Yeah. You know, and I want to take on I want to take on bigger projects in the future. My goal in this life is to um become not just a billionaire financially, but a billionaire mentally and mm-hmm. spiritually. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, but definitely financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep that freedom. Fi- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That, but that's going to empower us. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And uh, what would you give us? Like if someone wanted to start in the real estate game, where would be some of the advice that you could give them to kind of avoid the hurdles that you went through? Cause you gave us a little bit with the contractors. Are there anything that else that you could share? Uh, mentorship. Mentorship. Mm-hmm. I, I, as I mentioned before, I, I have mentors, right? Mm-hmm. My first, you know, real estate mentor, of course, I mentioned my cousin Kat. Um, he's still my mentor in real estate to this day, mm-hmm. right? He has a he has a very, you know, powerful mathematical mind, right? And he just has a lot of experience in his own right. And um, he I can, he's, a, he's a call away. If you have to network, you got to find mentors, right? P- trust me, people want to give. You see how excited I am to talk yeah. about what I'm talking yeah. about right yeah. now? Yeah. Like, people are excited to share game and wisdom with you. It's just you have to make those connections with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? You have to make those connections with them. People feel like, oh, he's big time. You don't want to talk to me. or <laughs> she's do- No, they want to talk to you. They're bored some, for, for the most part. They're, yeah. they're always in the field. They're working. They're doing this. They want to find somebody hungry and young who's, like, enthusiastic about what they do. Like really, you find what I do exciting? Yeah. Oh shoot! Because your family, your family isn't mm-hmm. your tribe. And I listened to the episode about mm-hmm. building your tribe, right? Yeah. Yep. And finding your tribe. That family tribe might not be excited yep. about yep. what you're doing. Yeah. Yep. They might not be excited about what you're doing. So when you're on your entrepreneurial journey, the people around you, 
Like, there's people around me who I've showed, you know, credit information. They still got bad credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why you got bad credit? I'm not. Why? Because I physically didn't do it for you. You know I'm right here. I got the game for you. Here it is. What's up? Yeah. But they're not going to latch on to it because it's not their mindset. Yep. But then you meet somebody else's who's on you. They're, they're going to chase you down. They're, they're ready. They're willing. And they might not be a part of your original tribe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? exactly. You got to find your new tribe. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You, know, you build along the way. Yeah. You build along the way. I think yeah. that's the real beauty of having the intention when it comes to building your tribe is understanding that people are out there who are dying what? for your message. Right? Yeah. There, there are literally people who, like I said, they will hawk you down, stalk what? you way outside your house. What do I have to do to get the information from you? But like you said, it comes down to networking. If you're not putting yourselves in these rooms you're never going to meet these people. Yep, because absolutely. if all you do is surround yourself with people who don't respect your message, it's only a matter of time before you start to disrespect your message. Yeah. Ooh, that's, yo. that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's heavy. That's yeah. heavy. That's heavy, but that's true. But yeah, mentorship, you gotta, you, you have to find a mentor. And it doesn't necessarily, necessarily even have to be, be somebody that you call on the phone. Um, of course, carefully, right, carefully and selectively find a mentor online, Right. The biggest piece of my journey was having the credit, but having the credit gave me the capital to be able to invest in a mentor that taught me how to who, how to run a credit repair business of, at first. And then, mm-hmm. of course, overall, it just was just a business period. Mm-hmm. Right. They taught me how to run a business. I use two thousand dollars from my credit to invest in a mentor that taught me and showed me step by step on how to do X, Y, Z. I've I've never been afraid of spending a little money for some information. Yeah. And how did you go, like, how do you go about that process of finding the right mentor, right? You got to like, do your research. Not, okay, yeah. You got to yeah. do your research. You got to make sure they have testimonials. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that they're, 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 um, they're showing results. They're showing proven results. I I don't know if it was wise or not, but I, I showed my net worth on, um, on Instagram yesterday, mm-hmm. right? And um, it was over a million, right? But I didn't show that on a, in, a, in a bragging way. I showed that in a, if you're going to learn from somebody, right, learn from somebody who's really in the game, Yep. right? I can tell you right now, hey, I'm a real estate investor. Da, da, da. No, I can show you right now on my phone every single property that I own, mm-hmm. right? I can show you. I'll show you my credit. I have an 816 score. I'm not going to be the credit expert who doesn't have good credit. Picture your – I tell people all the time, yo, picture your fitness coach not being fit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, nope. come on, man. Yeah, like, yeah. let's not do that. Go, get back in the gym. You probably already have the message in you to to teach people, but you have to first implement it into your own life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And a lot of people don't implement what they're teaching or what they're saying, what they're doing into their own life, yep. right? And like you said before, that creates imposter syndrome because you're not you're not following through with yourself. You're not yeah. You're not telling. You're not doing what you told yourself you're going to do, which mm-hmm. creates distrust in your own self. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. you have to find a mentor that's really, really doing what they say they're doing. Make sure you find their students too, or yeah. people that they've helped. Yep. Right. Yeah. Always like make sure you have testimony. People have testimonials. People are showing you results before you spend your hard earned money with a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So at this point in your journey, you've built several businesses and you want to give back the game to people. Right. Do you think you're in a state um, of life where you want to take on mentees and help them Absolutely. get where you're at? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I haven't officially, I have, I have five mentees right now who I'm kind of like working with behind the scenes because oh. whenever you do start a mentorship program or something like that, you don't have to advertise it first. You actually mm-hmm. take on people 
behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and get those results, get your systems in order, and then once it's time to you know launch your mentorship program, use those people as testimonials. Yeah. And they're going to be willing, of course, because of course. you really helped them. Like, yeah. yo, he really mm-hmm. did change my life. So I'm going to have a mentorship course. I don't have I, I don't have a formal mentorship course right now, but you can book a call with me right now. Yep. I'm on my Instagram. If you follow me and you click on my link tree, you know, you can click, you know, you can book a call with me. I'll show you how to build your credit, right? I'll show you how to fix your credit. I'll show you how to start a business, how to go to the IRS, how to set up, you know, how to set up all these different things. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be mentoring because honestly, I'd rather show you how to fish. 100 percent then yeah. try to fish for you yeah you know i'm gonna pause right here you ran the space that's fine okay okay do you want us to continue you don't you i don't know if you want to play some space though okay great because you're doing most of the talking so yeah. it's gonna be yeah. most of you it. yeah it's gonna be most of your content so get ready to be flooded <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah and i'm already thinking because it's already like an hour maybe you can separate it to two parts like we did but if we yep. keep on going maybe cool. making a three-part uh, cool. series so how long do we have the room for until, 11, well, actually 11. Yeah. yeah. So we have like 10 more minutes. Well, we still got to, we'll give it five more minutes. Yeah. And then we'll, go, we'll end from there. Okay. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Because we got to still download it. And that, because we have so much content, it's going to yeah. take a little while to download. I like um, it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So we can continue. Yeah. Definitely appreciate all the game you're giving. But I, I need you to start plugging your socials, right? Because you're giving yep. too much game for the people to not know how to find you. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can find me. Um, at Ambition CEO, um, Ambition CEO, the O in CEO is a zero. So Ambition CEO, that that O in CEO is a zero. That's my um, that's my personal. And then you can um, you can search all my personal. You'll be able to see Ambition of the City. Um, that's my actual my formal financial education company, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you'll have you'll see Ambition Capital as well. Ambition Capital is my official funding company. Right. That's where we help entrepreneurs get, you know, anywhere between 50 to two hundred fifty thousand dollars of funding, of course, based on their credit profile, based Mm -hmm. on the age of their business. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then ambition of the city that is, you know, strictly financial education. Right. We've um, over the past two years, we've worked with different nonprofits, different organizations throughout the city of Boston, just teaching credit literacy, financial literacy, showing people how to budget. We work with some some youth programs as well. Um, we actually going to be doing a partnership this summer with um, One Love Sports, where we're going to be um, implementing some of our financial literacy and getting the kids' minds thinking about credit and their finances. Because I tell people all the time, like people try to shield children from certain things, but you have to understand they're coming into our world. Yep. Yeah, we exactly. don't have to go back into theirs, mm-hmm. right? They're coming yeah. into our world, so expose them. Yeah, right. I I, I call it the three E's. You got to have exposure, right, mm-hmm. and experience, right, and education. Right, exposure, experience, and education. Once you have that, like you know, once kids have that, like they can start to move accordingly. Yeah. Right. So we gotta expose the youth extremely early. I don't care if they're two years old. Talk to them about. I talk to my son. Son, what's real estate? Houses, buildings. Right. He knows this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He knows this. He has to know this because he's. I'm not going into his world. I'm not gonna ask him what's going on on Roblox. It's the same thing every yeah, day. I'm, I'm yeah. not exactly the yeah. same thing, but he needs to know what's going on in real estate. I tell him all the time, son, you own property. He's like, how many houses I own, daddy? I I'm love like, it. I'm like, more than 15? Less than 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah. It's important. I'm here for it. That's what Ambition of the City does. It's strictly financial education. Yeah. Strictly yeah. financial yeah. education. And I, you know, I don't know if you ever thought about it. It's like thought of this thought, but 
all the things that you're setting up, right. your son's going to have access to. This so he's kind of getting that programming more than anything. And yeah. he's going to be prepped when the time actually comes for him to kind of take the mantle. Yeah. This is true. He's already going to embody the mogul because yeah. he's watching that's, in front of his exactly. eyes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exposure. Yeah. Exposure. Yep. Absolutely. Exactly. Exposure. Yeah. yeah. But we can. Yeah, yeah I def- definitely love all of the culture setting, all of the free game, the free gems, and most importantly, really the vision, right? The vision to see yourself as something greater than you are and actually taking actions every single day to reinforce the mogul that you are. And I know we kept throwing the, the mogul label out there because I wholeheartedly believe as people, you got to own own the label that you see yourself becoming. Absolutely. Right, so call yourself a mogul because you already are a mogul. I love that. Posture up. I love mm-hmm. that. Thank you. Definitely right. got to posture up. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I appreciate y'all for real. Yeah, oh, no, of I course. appreciate yeah. you coming yeah. over. Yeah, thank you for joining yeah. us. Definitely. And thank sharing for, so much game. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Gave me Absolutely. some insights. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank mm-hmm. y'all for, you know, having a platform and, you know, staying consistent. Yeah. You know, that's important. Staying yeah. consistent. Consistency is the name of the game. Absolutely. You said it, right? Absolutely. Earn the consistency. But that is going to be it for this week and maybe next week's episodes hopefully you all got a ton of gems if you didn't i'm gonna have our guest plug his socials one more time so you can connect with him follow him share the content and really just tap into the vision so if you could just plug your socials one more time absolutely follow me at ambition ceo the o is a zero right ambition ceo the o is a zero and of course you can always reach out to us on our podcast page at success system podcast or you can reach out to us individually you can find me on instagram and tiktok at i am coach dt that is d as in dave t as in thomas you can find me on instagram at at i a m s h e r r i j that's i am sherry j and you can also find me coach amadeus m-a-a-d-e-u-s and on that note you guys have a great and wonderful day and thank you for listening as always this is the success system podcast we are way too spicy and we will see you next time keep it spicy (laughs) mic drop before we go we want to take a moment to thank you our supporters for your continued support your support helps us keep creating valuable content and serving our audience if you believe in our mission and would like to contribute to our cause please consider making a donation. Your contribution will go a long way in helping us continue to produce high-quality content and to reach more people with our message. Every donation counts, no matter how small. It's your support that allows us to keep creating high-quality content that inspires and motivates people to succeed. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to support us, please consider donating at least $1. That's less than the cost of your daily cup of coffee or your daily commute, but it can make a huge difference in helping us to keep the podcast going. To donate, simply click on the link at the bottom of this episode's description. Thank you for your generosity and support. Remember, we're always looking for feedback and suggestions from you, our audience. If there's a topic you would like us to cover or a guest you would like us to interview, please don't hesitate to reach out to us.